Warning. The Reddit Asks Us podcast contains explicit material and mature subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome back to the Reddit Asks Us podcast. Today I'm back with my sister again, Elena. Um, And so before we head into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, make sure to comment, and to subscribe. And if you're watching on Apple or listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave a rate on that podcast and also leave a review. Um, recently, I've been noticing that my analytics have been coming from mostly about forty percent has been coming from Apple Podcasts, oh. but but for some reason the other area area where it's like not specified of the platform mm-hmm. where it's coming from is going up and up. So I'm list- so I'm trying to figure out where is everyone listening and. <clears throat> One of the difficult parts about podcasting is like, what's nice about YouTube is that you can comment, right? The comment feature so that people, if they watch your stuff or they like your stuff, that they can comment back and and give you their feedback. But on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and the other platforms, there really isn't that feature to comment. So I don't really know where everybody is listening. There's some random platform out there that's, that's, I guess, super popular for podcasting that everybody is listening in on. What about... Spotify does it include that. Yeah, in there? It, yeah, it includes Spotify. Not in the other section; it has its own section. And oh. I actually get quite a small percentage of my listens that come from Spotify in total. Hmm. Only about fifteen percent of my listens come from Spotify. Oh, most of them are Apple Music and other Apple Podcasts. Uh, sorry, Apple Podcasts and other. Hmm. Um, so I'm not exactly sure, but it's exciting to be back, everybody. We've been uh, we we're at the tail end of or with the I guess the end that I guess the next time you probably see us in the podcast either it'll be online or virtual podcast or it will be in another location that is not this location we're dealing we're doing some new doing another move doing another move so that will be something that is happening so we have a very exciting episode today it could be a two-parter we're not too sure yet um, but it's a good exciting topic just to get some some ideas out there and just to hear what what uh, what each other has to say. So <clears throat> this one comes from r slash uh, ask Reddit. Uh, so the main ask Reddit page. And um, it's would you live in the United States of America? Would you live in the USA? So just before we dive into this topic, this is a very difficult question to answer. I mean, I'm sure you'll get a lot of people right off the bat saying yes, people right off the bat saying no. But there are, just before we talk about this, it's important that we all recognize that there are good and bad things about every situation, every place, no matter what, right? The United States has good things and bad things about it. Canada, you know, the country that we live in has good thing, good things and bad things about it. So it's important to know that we will, for our American listeners, we, I know we have quite a lot of American listeners, we will be criticizing, but keep in mind that it's something that we do about everything. It's important to keep an open mind. We love the United States. Personally, Elena and I have been to the United States countless times, many, many times. So, you know, And I guess we're not really ones to judge because we're not we've experts. never lived there, so we don't actually know what it's like. Just True. From, based on our... Personal experiences. Personal experiences, exactly. And just kind of our... our Comparison of living in Canada to our experiences of visiting the States. Exactly, exactly. And it's not like we've ever really spent like a prolonged amount of time in the States. Like we've never... Like we we know people who've spent like a month there. 
yeah. you know, or uh, I don't know if I've done it. Know anyone who's done school there, but uh, it's we've the most the most amount of time we've spent in the states have probably been two weeks, right? Just for vacations and stuff. I mean, this, the United States is attached to our country, like geographically, so it's easy to go there for a vacation, right? Yeah. So, you know, let's start off with some with some pros of the United States. So the United States has some of the top universities and schools in the world, which I think is like, it's got the Ivy League schools, right? Like mm-hmm. Harvard, Yale, I don't know, Princeton, is that an Ivy League or I'm not sure. I don't know if it's an Ivy League, but Princeton's obviously in the States. It's a good school, right? Yeah. And uh, like MIT is a good school uh, if you're interested in technology. Let me ask you this. In high school, were you ever curious about taking an SAT and going to school in the United States or going to school abroad? My plan actually was to do university in the States. Really? Yeah. And why is that? I don't know. I don't really know. I just thought um, I wanted to nurse in the States. And so I thought, well, I mean, how it, it might be better for me just to do school there and then get a job there after I'm done school. But... Um, I applied to schools in Canada and got accepted and I, it just pretty much was too late. And I kind of came to the conclusion that I didn't really want to write SATs. And I thought if I want to work in the States, I can still do that. So I might as well just go to school here and make it easy. My scholarships will be here and then work in the States if I want to later. So are the, were there any other types of reasons of why you didn't want to go to the States was like a travel reason, kind of another, um, well, I'm definitely close with my family so i i wanted to be close to them and i was in a long-term relationship at the time oh, too right, so that yeah. would have been a big factor so what were the what were the factors that would lead you to go to school like if you would have gone to school there which school do you think you would have gone to i gone didn't do, to? i didn't really do any research okay, i don't okay. know i just i don't know i thought they might have a bit more opportunities mm-hmm. and with depending on what school i went to um their sim labs like they might have more money so they might be be oh, able yeah. to supply more um so yeah that was well and that's a good point too these the reason why i think that stuck out to me like as as a uh, the top universities thing mm-hmm. was that yes these do the if you are looking to go into a field of like science or research these are a lot of the schools that are getting a lot of money right mm-hmm. because a lot of them are backed sometimes by corporations who mm-hmm. want research done mm-hmm. or well, and because the population of the united states is so much more true, than canada true so much more and there's a so lot they, more resources yeah they're able to do better studies because they have more participants exactly yeah and and, and they actually have uh one of the really good things about the united states too is they have a very diverse gen pop Right. If you're doing a if you're doing a study on general population studies, right, uh, they have a very diverse group of people that live in the United States. You know, every every type of person from uh, First Nations people to, um, you know, African-American people to to all sorts of immigrants all over the all over the globe that come to the United States specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is actually interesting. This is a little interesting anecdote. Sorry. I was just going to say that I think it's um, and I Canada definitely has it, too, but they have a large immigrant population. Yeah, no, and that's one of the things that we'll, that we'll definitely get to. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is, I think, a little bit of an interesting anecdote. So our, our dad works for a company that's based out of Germany, but they do have a, a, a their first Canadian venture is, is here where we live in, in Saskatchewan in, in Canada. 
and uh and that just brings up a funny memory about about the states um but and i'll i'll get to that but just quickly um another a cool thing about about north america and canada and uh, the united states and i'm pretty sure mexico as well is that we have a first nations population and it was I remember dad telling us that one of the coolest things for German people when they came over to visit were to, was to look at the First Nations people. They were fascinated with them because in Germany and in a lot of countries in Europe, like there is no such thing as First Nations people. The Europeans were the First Nations, right? Like they've been there mm -hmm. for as long as they can remember. So, mm -hmm. so that they was don't maybe the, have that traditional and ancestral history culture yeah, yeah and that history as well so hmm. so they, that was one of the most interesting and fascinating things about and the the united states like canada has its own first nations culture as well but the cultures that exist as a first nations culture from the states are a little bit different because there's like the navajo people right and we don't have the navajo people because they didn't live this far north right uh maybe they did but we never learned about them in school um so Again, sorry. Um, it brings I, when I when I said it, Saskatchewan, it just brought the thought of. I remember going to the states and we went to like a sporting goods store one time. We told them we were, we were from Saskatchewan and they were like, "What? Where? Who?" I just think that's. Uh, I just thought it was funny at the time because I mean, like, we look like regular people, but if you ask us where we're from, it's like, where? Um, so yeah, the 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 schools, although a con to the schools, is that. They are very expensive. I was just going to say, very Student pricey. loan debt in the States is crazy. I mean, yeah. it's, I don't know how it compares to Canada. Like the student loan debt or student, how much it costs to go to school. But. I wonder too, I'd like to look at the stats on how many students travel away from home to go to university. Because that adds a whole nother level of cost of financial <clears throat> and there's a lot of kids who come from all over the world just to go to the school just to go to school in the united states right because like in canada um i i don't know i, I could be wrong but i feel like mo at least where we are most people don't stray too far from home mm. like the general population um but in the states like i feel like you could have people traveling all over and then you have housing and food and travel and then your your cost of your actual university no 100 percent. like that is like a it, it is it, i would be interested in in knowing what exactly like what are the numbers of so like are you talking about kids that even live within the country and then still travel for university within yeah, the united states like maybe they grew up in um california but they decide to go to new york new york for school yeah, and, and that, that does also, add another cost. another thing is that I think because each state is so different from one <laughs> another, yeah. that if you grew up in a state where um, you are fascinated with history, like you might not want to stay in your state for that. You might want to move somewhere different or like music and theater. Yeah, like you might want to go to New York for that because they have all those academies and... And some, and that's part of the part of like a, a necessary thing, right? It's, it's like if you want to, again, like study music or study acting, you might not want to be in Ohio, 
Yeah. You know, you might want to. And but that's that's a great part about the diversity of the United States, though, and especially when it comes to the diversity of schooling in the United States, too, is that there are lots of options. Mm -hmm. There are tons and tons of options where I think in Canada, there's less options for that. Right. Like some of the best academies for for acting and for music and, and for science all are in the states right mm-hmm. and and that is that is a, a huge drawing kind of thing I is think to your get smart people in there for success is greater absolutely yeah it, it definitely like has got just, to be you make more connections in those bigger cities and a part that's part about the the culture of the united states too is that it's a very I'd say as a whole, the United States probably has a fairly extroverted culture, like a fairly social, like a, an, a, a, an aspect of living in the States is that there's a sense of sort of community, right? That you, that you do, you know, sort of say hi to your neighbors and that you do get to know the people around you. Mm-hmm. Whereas in like, I know, for example, that in um, a lot of schools in like India, for example, that's not the case. A lot of schools there you're extremely segregated from people. Like I, like I, I had a friend who was telling me that they have a really close friend of theirs that when they were going through high school in India, every, every grade you're with different people so that you can never make friends for too long before you move on. You move on. So so you never really get a chance to make a ton of social connections before mm-hmm. you're on to the next grade and on to a new thing. I think it was like every semester or something like that, they would change people and you'd wow. be with people that you just would never know because they change I mean, your, it so much so that you'd be... Your social skills would be on par. Ex- exactly. And that was a huge drawback of it too was that it's so unnatural for people to be, to be socially stifled like that. You know what I mean? Like to have their social... But um, I mean, because you have to interact with so many different people, like you'd never be awkward because you have oh. to make friends. So your social skills. Oh yeah. Would be oh, I thought you were talking good. about social skills would be below par. No, above par. Oh okay, okay. I would have thought that it would be below just because you never establish any long-term connections. But maybe, maybe that's not the case. Maybe you do meet some people and you do have those few long-term connections. Yeah, I feel like if you really connect with someone, you would make it work. Like you would go out of your way yeah, to that's then true. build a relationship with them and that's not true. just yeah but the system i feel like was designed so that you couldn't really ha- be in a class with your friends yeah. right which is seems which very i think stifling. that would that would um eliminate some of that kind of seniority feeling popularity could be yeah could be for sure because it would al- maybe it wouldn't allow for clicks to kind of develop yeah. as easily yeah so huge pro to the United States is the schools, right? Is you get really good education, but it definitely comes at a real cost, which is the actual cost of the schools. But I mean, if you have an ambition to want to go to school and accomplish things there and be part of, of some of the world's greatest research, definitely the States is a place for you. Mm -hmm. And I understand you have a point about uh, a couple points that you wanted to bring up about things that you liked about the states. Yeah, one of them is definitely the climate diversity. Ooh, that is a huge one. I don't think I had that one on my list. Yeah, because I think in Canada we do have a climate diversity, but there's a sort of baseline. Th- yeah, there's definitely a baseline, and it's not as drastic. Whereas in the states, True. 
you can be in one state and have pretty much a Canadian winter. Yeah. Like a mild Canadian winter. Well, I mean, the like Montana mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the northern states. Well, even New York gets a winter. Like they get snow. Oh, yeah, they do. 100%. It's not They're as like cold. right across the, the river fr- or the river, the lake from, uh, from Toronto. Yeah. And they get a very similar uh, climate. Yeah. And then you can travel across the country and spend time in a tropical location literally a literally a tropical location yeah and see that is that is a huge drawback to a place like when we're like a place like canada is that yes we do have climate diversity but like we said there's like there's like a baseline there's no place in canada that you can really go and all year it's warm no like all year like sunny it's it's great weather i mean what is the what is the saying when we go to Hawaii? Like like I mean we've been to Hawaii quite a few t- quite a few times, and like ev- pretty much if you ask anybody there what's the forecast, they're always they're gonna say same uh, as it was last year. Same it was same <laughs> as it was last year. It's what is it twenty two degrees and sunny. Twenty seven or twenty seven degrees sunny with a chance of with a chance of rain. That's yeah. The, that's let like me just every day's weather. Look at the weather right now and let's see what we're at. The it is amazing though the climate diversity that is in the states, it is something that I think as Canadians we do envy because we just oh, don't I have, have it that. Oh, here, Lahaina, twenty seven. Twenty seven degrees. <laughs> What's the uh, yeah. what was today's like? Um, was there any clouds today or any any rain? Um, I can't see what it was like today because it just starts from now. But tomorrow it's going to be a little cloudy with some sun, but the temperature is. 27 27 26 26 26 <laughs> like really and there's like that's the thing you will never find that in canada it at night it doesn't get below 19 that is criminal that is criminal and the uv index is still four right now but i guess the drawbacks of living in a place like hawaii is that it's expensive if you want to live in a, in a tropical place like hawaii and in a really nice climate it definitely is expensive because people like to li- like to go to those areas, right? Like people like to huddle to the warm places. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like for a lot of people, Canada isn't necessarily the most the most admirable or. or it, it's admirable at certain to a certain seasons. extent, yeah, and and uh, exactly, and like one thing that Canada definitely does have going for it is is our winters can be good, and we for for winter sports mm-hmm. like like for example yes. like we ski so we have the rocky mountains here we have some of the best skiing in the world in canada fernie lake louise are some of the best you know mountains in canada so yeah. we do we do have things like that but even then like the states in a lot of ways in terms of the climate diversity like you said are see that's the thing like you can go to hawaii and get a full-on beach vacation and then you can go to Montana and go skiing. Exactly. You can't do that in Canada. No. You can't. So what are some of the what are some of your favorite places in terms of weather that you've been to in the United States? Because you've been to New York. What did you think of that weather? So I was in New York in oh, I think Aprilish. And I Wait, was Wait, this past April? No. No. Oh, COVID, okay. bro. Oh. Yeah, I was like, sorry, I was tripping. When did you go to New York? Oh. Two God. years ago? I went to New York in 2018 2018 it was the it was after my first year of university so 2018 i think and um yeah we went in april and i was kind of expecting like spring 
I didn't know what, like, like 20 degrees. It was f- literally full on summer. Like it was plus really? 30. It was oh. so hot. It, I, it we was were, plus 30? Oh yeah. We were sweating. I don't know if that's necessarily normal. I don't really know the, the climate there. Um, but yeah, it was hot. And I don't think I lived in Toronto long enough to hit April. So I wouldn't know what that was like. But March was March was nice. March was definitely nice there. So I can only assume it's fairly similar in New York as well. Yeah. Um, what are some other places that you've been to in the States where you love it in terms of the weather? Have you ever been to a place there? I mean, we've gone skiing there and during the wintertime, I think. Um, yeah, we have. I, lo- I really enjoy Montana. Yeah. I also... When we went to Florida, I loved it, but mm. I do find that Florida c- can be quite hit or miss. Yeah, hi- Florida is definitely hit like, or miss. Like, are you going to get humid. rain? Are you going to get sun? You don't really know. And um, California in the late spring, early summer, great. But like middle of winter here, it's not It's not great. It's like 15 and it's still kind of rainy and oh, windy. Yeah. I didn't love it then, but when did you go then? We when went. Remember when it was like fifteen? We couldn't really wear shorts. Oh yeah, yeah. It was pretty windy. Yeah. It wasn't the yeah. It wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the greatest weather. It's not like a. It didn't. It wasn't necessarily like vacation weather. Yeah. Um. But that is true. But the the United States definitely has some of the best climate diversity. For sure. And that's one of the things I think is so appealing about the United States is that you can go there for a winter vacation. If you want, you can go skiing in Colorado and or Montana, but you can also, you know, take a take a hot vacation and go, you know, to Hawaii where it's nice all year. Mm -hmm. So the climate definitely is is a huge pro. Mm hmm. Another huge pro, and this is something that maybe doesn't necessarily apply to us, but I still think is a good thing to to point out. In the United States can be a very good place to learn English. And I think Canada is probably a good place to learn English as well. I mean, I knew somebody in high school who came to Canada to learn English and or maybe not to learn English, but to get better at speaking the language. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, especially in the United States and in Canada, one like for at least this back to aspect one in the same is that we we do have a lot of culturally diverse people so when people are learning the language i think we're very we're i think americans too are very understanding that somebody is learning the language Mm -hmm. and that it's sort of a it's a it's a it's a growing process right and it's a not only is it good so that you can learn a language like like english but you're probably going to end up finding people who also speak your your native language as well so what do you think about the aspect of of learning English. Do you think it would be fairly easy for somebody to learn English in a place like the United States? I mean, I'm not really one to say. I don't know what that would be like, but I think because Canada and the United States have such a large population that is English speaking, I think it is a a great place to go if you want to get better at it. The only thing that is very difficult too is the slang. Oh, and especially yeah. because the United States has different slang than Canada does. True. Like in the United two States, two different words to mean the same thing, but it's very true. And the United States—that's one of the diffi- most difficult things about the English language, for sure—is the slang and the the nuances. And of there's so much. There's so many 
new words new words coming yeah. out that people use and that's like uh, in the united states i feel like is is like the cultural center totally for, um, for pretty much the cultural center of the world and all so many new expressions come out of the united states like even though like canada does have its own slang we probably get most of our slang from the united states too yeah. and so that is probably and not only that but you're going to hear different slang across the United States. Mm -hmm. The slang that you hear and the nuances that you hear in New York mm -hmm. are going to be quite different than the nuances you're probably going to hear in a place like, you know, California. We used to say bet in elementary school. Um, and that would mean like, I, I am like, like I dare you. Yeah. Sort let's of. Bet. Yeah. Like let's bet. Like as if like, you know, you weren't going to do something. Yeah. But now, and where it's come from the states too, bet means means cool. Like let's do it. Really? Yeah. It used to mean the opposite for us when we first when we were like when I was a kid and we used to use the word. Let's I would be bet, like, let's bet. Yeah, I'd be like, you know, oh, I'm gonna do this. It's what are like, the odds you're gonna do that? Exactly. Be like, okay, let's bet you're gonna do that. Yeah. But I don't know if I've heard it the way it's used now. Oh, I hear it all the time. It's always like, yo, do you want to come grab food with me? All right, bet. Yeah, I know. What? It doesn't make much sense to me either. I don't really, I don't really understand how that meaning sort of got flipped. But that Weird. is like, but it just goes to show, like, and the the diversity of the English language is probably a very tricky thing to learn. That's probably one of the hardest things to learn if you are learning English and you do come to the states or or America. Mm -hmm. So, I guess we talked about this one. Uh, then then a next little kind of point to bring up is there's lots of lots of resources right lots of outlets for you to be able to do things mm -hmm. i think the united states is getting more uh as the world in general is getting to be more progressive right mm -hmm. we're starting to be more open about things like mental health and what it means to be healthy and of course these definitions are changing all the time but i think it's I think we're headed in the right direction, right? Like that's another thing to be really clear about and really, it's a good thing, right? Like if you come from a very um, restrictive culture, the United States might might be sort of liberating and freeing for you, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of go to a place where... And to see that, yeah, pe people in different states don't really care. Mm -hmm. You know, they they're... They feel liberated in who they are and they're proud to express it. Exactly. And I think that's like a common thing you see, theme that you sort of do see uh, uh, in the United States. Mm -hmm. I just want to say, too, when you talked about resources, I think one of the biggest things, too, is because um, the United States doesn't, doesn't necessarily have universal health care. Right. Their options for resources... Um, can sometimes be greater because people are willing to pay, to pay for a it. very pretty penny. Whereas in Canada, we do have universal health care, which I'm eternally grateful for. But at the same time, you don't necessarily pick who you get. Right. That's true. So some. And if states, you do want to pick like you have to go to the states, so a country like the states, which Canadian dollar exchange, you know, you're going to be paying almost probably double, if not, you know, a whole third times more yeah. uh, for your health care, which is just, yeah. So there is pros and cons to that. Exactly. That's another thing that I, that I, I think I might have written, have that written down on the cons part was, was the fact that they didn't have universal health care. But at the same time, I guess you could see it as a, it depends on 
your economic status, I guess, really, which is tough. Like that's yeah. and it's I feel hard like, to see that as a pro. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very hard to see it as a pro because at times it's kind of like you you work with the hands that you were dealt. And so if you weren't great to dealt if you weren't dealt a great hand in life, it's Where kind of like resources? throwing you to the wolves. Yeah. Like fucking fend for yourself. And if you were, then it was like praise to you. Exactly. Which is I feel like that's also an inherent feature about the United States too. Yeah. Like is that it, it is a country that is kind of has that sort of message of like if you can make it for yourself, you will be better off than people that can't make it. But that doesn't, it's just tough, right? Because then it's like, it's not necessarily a lot of communities faults mm -hmm. that they are in the position that they are in. Mm -hmm. So another great thing about the United States, and I want to ask you about this because you actually have been to New York. I myself have not been to New York. We've been to California quite a couple times, but um, multiculturalism is a big thing. Mm -hmm. I think the people, I think like the world is going through sort of, you know, there's a lot of things being brought up about, you know, racial, you know, tensions and stuff. But I, I think it is important to note that the universe, the, uni the universe, <laughs> the United States is a very culturally diverse place. There mm -hmm. are lots of people from all sorts of different cultures uh, residing within the United States. And I think that that's a really great thing if you want to learn about other cultures, even within you know, your own country or a country that is fairly close. So what do you think about multiculturalism? It's specifically in New York? In Yeah, just just at least from what you saw there. We can talk about the states in general, but uh, New York is like... I was it was definitely curious. very diverse. Um, Even when you walk down the street? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like with New York, I think there's just this negative view that people may have of it like it's dirty and people are really snobby, snobby and yeah. um not willing to help and i was i was blown away with my experience when i went there was honestly it's not dirty at all like you <coughs> being from canada and like seeing agriculture be of such a big part of our society it's definitely different to not watch the sun rise and the sunset and yeah, like have buildings all around strange. you like it definitely is uh, in a sense claustrophobic but i mean if you grew up there and if that's something that you want if that's what you're used then to then doesn't really matter um but yeah the and uh, the subways like they were clean and there was I don't know a lot about this and especially at the time like I, I I didn't have knowledge about this but there was police officers like everywhere you look um so I mean the homeless population I don't really know the numbers but it wasn't like everywhere you looked but whereas when we did go to LA there was a lot we like we 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 drove anywhere in LA there was lots and lots of homelessness that was that was evidently and visible. I think too. I mean, it's different for us because we were more in the touristy areas. We did go to the less fair touristy, enough, fair enough. But, um, I mean, I only saw what I saw. But for people that you know were on drugs and weren't necessarily the most predictable, like there was police everywhere, kind of just like scanning. And we had a situation where, um 
this young guy had asked Hannah for money um, as she pulled out her wallet. And the cops had come up and they were super respectful and they just said, nobody, like, you, you can't do that. And kind of, like, escorted him on his way. Like, they weren't aggressive. They weren't mean or anything like that. And... Maybe contrary to the sort of... Belief. M- media sort of... Yeah. You know. And... Um, the other thing was that people were extremely helpful. Like, mm. even if they were in a busy, in a, in a rush, sorry. Which is something you wouldn't really think of New York. When no. you think of New York and you see it in the movies, you know, you always see, I'm walking in, you know, the sort of kind of typical, yeah. like, no, New no. Yorkish type People style. are so willing to help. <laughs> even if they're looking down, you just say, hey, I'm just wondering which, which train to get on. And actually, a few people times... People are probably really knowledgeable, too. We were asked what train to get on. Like somebody asked us, which train do I get on? And we were like, well, we don't know what the fuck's going on. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing, the one thing that was super culturally different that was very odd was people are very, they keep to themselves. Like oh, yeah. you could be having literally a Cirque du Soleil show on the sidewalk and somebody won't even look up. Like they are so, they encapsulated in their own in their own bubble kind of and it's not like they're they think they're better than no no but they're focused yeah like so many times there would be like street dancers and like things going on on the sidewalk and people would not even look up and i'm i just floored me because we are so um observatory right right and kind of want to hear everything and this one guy actually we had spoken to when we were there he said my favorite thing is and people aren't afraid like people argue on the phone they have fights on the phone (laughs) like they don't care and he said my favorite thing is to walk down the street and eavesdrop because people aren't afraid to say anything so i'll be like sitting here watching a girl have a full-on phone fight and full karen mode on the phone and it just be so entertaining that is actually got us I, I find that that actually would be probably quite entertaining. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's not like, I mean, maybe the person would be like, stop listening to me, but they're the one doing it. Yeah, like, yeah, they're, exactly. They're yelling for everyone else to listen. For else so, to hear. yeah. So do you think the United States, or at least in New York, from what you were able to observe, and all of our other experiences in the United States, do you think that it their country does a pretty good job at promoting multiculturalism and promoting diversity? I don't know. I, I don't... I don't know. What about accepting diversity and accepting it's hard, multiculturalism? It's hard for me to really say that because I've said this before on different topics, but like I'm, I only see what I'm curated to see. Yeah, exactly. So if I don't go and do that education and research, I don't really know. So I feel like I, ca- I can't really say because I might think in my own mind, yeah, I think they're really div- diverse and I think like a lot of things are up and coming and freedoms and then other people might look at me and be like well i've done my research and that's not the case so well, i don't that's really the know the beauty of this question is that it's it is sort of meant for people who don't really know a ton because it's just sort of like what is your initial even if it's contrary to what somebody might say mm-hmm. it's actually super interesting to get somebody's opinion who doesn't necessarily know a ton of you know facts about you know what the diversity is really like because mm-hmm. it's important for people as outsiders to know 
if if I was to just if I was to move to the states, if mm-hmm. I was to just go there, what would my experience most likely be like? Based off of my previous impressions, and yeah. I feel like, and so based off of your previous impressions, based off of off of the time that you spent there, regardless of whether the information's true or not true, what have you experienced personally, even if it's contrary to like popular belief? Well, the thing too is that like I, I feel like because it's such a place that we go for touristy stuff that I'm not really exposed to that kind of diversity. Okay. Like I wouldn't really see it because I'm not putting myself in a place where I would see it. Does that make sense? It's true. It's true. So I honestly, I don't really know how to answer that question. I just, I feel that every time we've gone to the States, we always have met all sorts of different people Mm -hmm. from all sorts of walks of life Mm -hmm. and that's one of the great parts about the united states is that since it's sort of this big cultural hub is that you do get a chance to meet people from everywhere who've Mm -hmm. had all sorts of experiences and they're not shy to share those experiences with you Mm -hmm. if you're open to those experiences and that's like regardless of like the you know issues that that the united states has you know whether like how they view multiculturalism at least from uh, from my perspective, I think that, you know, like, I think what the United States, they, they do a really great job of embracing Hawaiian culture. Hawaiian culture is super interesting. And they they are Americans, in her- like, as, as they are. Mm-hmm. But I think that America does a very good job of promoting that that culture, right? And saying, you know, like, if you want to experience, experience and you're right, it is a little touristy, right? Like, they do, it's attractive for tourists. But even as that stands, it's still getting people exposed to the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's still getting people interested in the in the history, right? Mm-hmm. One of the coolest things that you that happens when you go to a luau is, you know, you have to a learn about their history and their. That's part of the luau is they tell you the stories, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 you know got over the Pacific Ocean on canoes, you know. Mm-hmm. That's part of the really cool things that you do get to learn about about other cultures within the United States. Yeah, which is and I think they do that fairly good job of that in a lot of the states. Like you've been to Las Vegas, right? Or into Nevada. Yeah. And and like a big thing there is a lot of the Native American cultures and they've got, you know, the the rugs and the, you know, all sorts of different stories about what it was like to, you know, be in that part of the culture there too. And mm-hmm. I don't think they shy away from promoting that sort of stuff. Even yeah. if like there is some sort of ulterior motive or whatever it is, at least that information's getting out. Mm-hmm. Right? So I mean like do you, would you agree? Like, yeah. Do you do you, would you agree that like they do a fairly good job of representing some of the cultures and and giving their you know whatever it is their time in the yeah in the spotlight I guess that's what kind of what I was more th- so thinking towards mm. that question. I think you're gonna like this one. What time are we at? We're at forty three minutes. We can wrap it up really soon. Just two last things. <laughs> Shopping. Mm. Yeah, I knew you're gonna. So the only thing is that. The dollar is so horrible. Yeah, true. And almost no matter really where you come from, your dollar is probably going to be worth less than the United States dollar. Yeah. So, yes, like it's so frustrating. The States has so many amazing stores and so, so much available that either doesn't ship to Canada, doesn't exist yeah, in Canada. So, so true. It's, that's the hard thing for me is because if I start to like something, it's just going to be a disappointment. Because true. It's going to cost double what it, it is. Yeah. And then I'm not going to be able to find it when I come back. And I think in COVID and all that kind of stuff, I've um, found a lot more Canadian-owned brands 
that I've really, really come to love, which is great because I'm, it's obviously Canadian dollar and I get to support my country, but I do wish that the States had a little bit more, I don't know what it would be more of an agreement with Canada. (laughs) Yeah. Um, one thing though about the shopping, like if you were to live in the United States, you have immensely amazing shopping. Yeah. Any, you, anything you want is there. Anything. And you know what I think is one of the greatest parts about shopping in the States? They have so many of those like what like basically like skip the dishes, but for everything. Yeah. Like like, you know, they have like this um, huge thing in the, in the States is like Stitch Fix, which is like they'll send you clothes every month. You know, like you just pay a flat fee and they'll send you clothes that you might like. You pick out a style and stuff. Yeah. That stuff is abundant in the United States and Mm -hmm. they do it. I also think because in certain states, their lifestyle, I feel like runs on a very minimalistic style and also very temporary. Like nothing is permanent. Mm. Things are always changing. So they're the big cities. So the things of like owning is not as prevalent. Yeah, that's true, true. And uh, like the permanency of that kind of stuff. Especially in places like like large urban centers, like yeah. big cities is that things are constantly changing, happening, moving. So being attached to specific things for too long is like not the greatest. But even for for like just shopping and and selling your stuff, it's, the states is one of the greatest places for that. Mm-hmm. Um th- this could have been a a longer point, but I'll just just because we have to mention it. One of the, I mean, you can criticize the United States for this, but I think one of the most important parts to bring up about, like, would you live in the United States? They have a lot of constitutional freedoms for the individual, right? Like, the individual has a lot of of power in the United States, right? If you compare it to, to a country like China, the individual doesn't have a ton of power in China because the Communist Party of China really regulates what a lot of people are allowed to say and mm-hmm. do and think. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the United States... And what they're exposed to. And what they're exposed to. In the United States, you do have a freedom of choice, right? You have a freedom of thought, a freedom of religion. You can you can choose these things, which is really great. I mean, this is a side, like, just isolated from all the problems that do happen with with discrimination. The important part is that you that you can choose, Right. And you do have a lot of rights as an individual in the United States. And like even more than I'd say that you have in Canada, more rights, uh, constitutional rights that are like written into their constitution. So the freedom of the ability of what you can do, say, think is very open in the United States, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think you see that a lot on social media, too. Right. As people speaking out their opinions and and their their thoughts no matter what it is uh, you know at least people do get the chance to say what they think right mm-hmm. which is which is i think a, a good thing right just trying to increase the diversity of thought yeah for sure right okay so thanks so much elena for coming back on the podcast this one was a longer one um we will have it another episode soon um and we'll see you guys later peace out peace